But you will have to tell me uh, this wedding that we're rushing our podcast for. Mm-hmm. You'll have to tell me when they get divorced because the uh-huh. podcast will still be around. It seems to survive everything. Futile podcast tonight. We're talking about X Men Seven. I'm gonna call it X Men Seven because it's the seventh X Men movie. That's right. They'd all have X Men if they were comic books in the title. They would. Even the ones that were just Wolverine. It'd be like X Men Wolverine or something like that. The first one did. The first one did. Right. X Men yeah. Origins Wolverine. Yeah, it did. Um, so first two were Brian Singer. This one's Brian Singer making kind of a return to it. I don't know that it really matter. I mean, it had a bit of his. He has a certain kind of visual style in some sense, but I feel like it's kind of aped enough by other people or kind of generic enough that it doesn't really read that much to me. I, I notice it a little bit, but not a lot. Uh, I don't know. I was never terribly blown away by any of the X-Men movies. I think I thought I thought the second one was pretty good. Um, yeah. The first one was kind of eh, but it was like, get, get, get things started. The third one, we all agree, was kind of like this rush. Like, why do you have to be in a rush to try to finish it and be all stupid about it and kill people off? And the third one was just awful. It was just bad. And that was the rat. Yeah. That uh, was Ratner. And then... Uh, I just noticed uh, directs that new uh, Hercules movie, The Rock. Oh, boy. That'll be interesting. Yeah. So then they did, uh, then they took a break from him, and they did, oh, hey, Wolverine's real popular, let's just do a Wolverine movie, and let's just have stuff that'll be about, like, you know, Adamantium, and that movie was kind of not very good, and uh, then they did, oh, we'll do X-Men again, but we'll do it, like, in the 60s, and everything else, and I actually did like that movie quite a bit, and I think uh, it it was in this first, because the X-Men, the first X-Men movie, was not one of the first comic book movies, but I'd say... It was a precursor, even to like this new this wave of the comic book movie happening. I think it was before Spider Man, right? So in that sense, you can kind of like they're finding their footing, they're figuring out how serious to take things or how serious not to take things. They're getting bigger names to come on board and do things, and you can just sort of tell like the scenes with like Fastbender and McAvoy. Was that first X Men movie before Marvel did the uh, Ultimate Universe? I believe it It might have been or it might have been really because, close. They, I'm because sure they the, the, the best thing that they did with that and the thing that I think that informed a whole bunch of stuff these days was, well, first of all, that was a, it was a darker kind of superhero movie than stuff that had come out previously. I mean, I don't know. Even, even Tim Burton's Batman was kind of campy. Well, yeah, very operatic. But they always did what I wished they would always do and gave them all the same uniform. And I know the very old X-Men have the same uniform, but they look stupid. Yeah, they were comic book uniforms. I mean, Grant Morrison in New X-Men did his thing, which I think predates... But when they give them all different uniforms and they're all colorful and crap, they just look dumb. Wolverine's uniform has always looked so dumb. So dumb. I can't stand his stupid wolf. Why does he even need a uniform? He doesn't (laughs) need a uniform. Everyone knows who he is. Right, yeah. It's stupid. But I like that he gave them all, like, the matching leather uniforms. Right. That was nice. Well, that just made sense. That's how you translate something like that. But it had become a real mess at this point, and we all knew that, because there was continuity problems all over the place with the Wolverine, the first Wolverine movie having, like, an Emma, Emma, Emma Frost character, yeah. then, and then they, so then they kind of did a weird kind of alternate universe, not really a retcon thing with, uh, with the Origins movie, you know, it takes place in the 60s. Talking about First Class? First Class, yeah. Okay. 
They brought some bigger names into it. They stayed in the 60s. They didn't try too hard to connect it to the other stuff. They have that one cameo with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, and that's yeah. really about it. And so then it was like, okay, people like that again. I think people were pretty disappointed with the third movie. Her class was pretty good. I think it's just... So, you know, the, the things that I really liked about 2 um, were it, it, had, it had some really good action sequences and set pieces. The stuff with Nightcrawler in the beginning. Oh yeah, that's really good. It's it's inventive. Is the thing. stuff with um, the stuff in the attack on uh, the X Mansion. Right, yeah. Uh, is awesome. And then like the stuff is, the rest of it's just like William Stryker in a base type stuff. So whatever. And then that leads directly into the third one. So like that that's the start of the problem right there. But overall I think that second one is is the best out of those. And then first class I think had had a couple of problems but but it did things better. Go, you go ahead and do your usual spiel. I think this movie is, is tricky because they're trying to connect all the stuff. Obviously, the, all the non-Marvel Marvel movies are they're, they're missing something. Most of them since Spider-Man Three, because they've been chasing the, the Marvel movies, kind of like, oh shit, well the Avengers, well so we need a lot of superheroes, so we need it to be a bigger thing, and okay, so we got X Men always had a ton of guys. Anyway. It did, and and they they never could figure out how to get it right. Um, in the third one, obviously, they didn't get it right. They didn't try. They tried to sort of just, let's just do it as a trilogy, and this will be the end. And that was lame. And so in this one, they they try, but but it's 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 all fairly. I don't know. I I was a little disappointed from the begin from the beginning, but I think I like definitely like that they they played the smarter route and they did essentially do it like this more like a sequel to First Class with the, the stuff at the, other than the stuff at the beginning, which is just set in the future. It doesn't try too hard. It doesn't even answer like well what happened to Xavier how did he come back to life I guess you're supposed to get well he put his brain in that guy who was dying in the third ones and that was the secret ending of the third movie the yeah the secret ending and, of the but then how would he look the same and stuff it's just it's just like who cares it looks the same and I guess the mutant cure at the in the third one had an expiration date which they alluded to at the end of the third one also because Magneto well, was Magneto but, again. but here's but here's the point the, I, I don't think this movie this movie though it follows it the characters, characters from the from uh, it retcons those already it's really just a fixing thing sequel to X-Men 3 that's really what it is. At the end of it, that's what it is. And I actually appreciated that about it. I think they really learned that. Yeah, from I, mean, Star well, Trek I appreciated thing. that it reset. I think what stuff. it did is it made that new stuff an alternate timeline, because the sequel to this is going to be Age of Apocalypse, right? And that is set in the '80s, and it's set in the '80s because it's a direct sequel to First Class and not to this. Oh, age, there's two Ages of Apocalypse because Age of Apocalypse was a, a, a big crossover thing in the '90s that they did. I know this. The movie set in the '80s, though. Oh, okay. It's called Age of Apocalypse, so okay. it's, and it's right. using that as base material. And you're gonna love this. This is the best part. Right. The 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 new character they're introducing with a big name actor is it is Gambit. And it's played by Channing Tatum. Oh, right. I'd heard about this, yeah. What do you think about that? I don't know. They need too many more new characters. They don't. So we could talk. Do we want to do spoilers and stuff? We're just going to talk about the movie. So, boom. Spoiler warning for people. We're just going to let stuff fly here. Like, we're just going to let it all out. I mean, the thing about time travel stuff is it's like the Dragon Balls. You know, people can die and it kind of doesn't matter. You know, so like you can... Is it like the Dragon Balls? I don't know. That's how the Dragon Balls work. You know, you're like, okay. unless it's Krillin, because he got killed. If I asked you this before, was there a lot of porn in Dragon Ball? No. Okay. There wasn't a lot, no. Was there any? I don't think so. You never know what those, like, you know. Well, I, I, we saw an edit I, on Toonami. I could, I could swear that uh, in the manga, that there was, like, people banging each other. 
Yeah, that might have been a doujinshi. Oh, sure. Which is the, sure. the like basically that where people like, oh, you draw it? Well, I can draw like that. I'm just going to draw them banging each other. Okay. That's pretty much how it goes. How, theoretically, how could I get my hands on some of those? <laughs> I don't know. You could check the web. Apparently, the web has answers for everything. Solutions for every problem. So, let me, let me say, I'm just going to, before I forget this stuff, as I'm thinking about this movie... Uh, Days of Future Past more. I appreciate some stuff they did with it. And it's still smarter. And the stuff it, with it being set in the past is interesting. It, it didn't really have a... It didn't have a ton of humorous stuff in it. Usually they make better use of Wolverine or stuff. Yeah, they and, did and a they few had him have a few lines of stuff in this. And he was kind of worthless. He was just like a conduit through the whole thing. And at he, the end, he was just kind of someone who had to put rebar through. Yeah. And then, you know, he's the person for, who, through everything, uh, gets fixed because he's the first character we really follow in the first X-Men movie. So right, it's kind yeah. of wrapping all that it up. It all makes too. sense. Your cat wants back in. That's screw the cat. She's in private. Oh. <laughs> but. Mickey sneeze. So the thing we, we mentioned already in 2, which was that it had a couple of really great action set pieces. And then Last Stand had some really interesting memorable stuff of that too and last last stand just seemed to move at a faster pace to me talking about the third one last stand no i'm sorry first class right yeah <clears throat> um yeah last stand is terrible forget i said anything about that this one has a one phenomenal sequence of of scenes that all include quicksilver that that stuff was phenomenal yeah. that was fantastic and that's interesting because those are major characters in the second avengers movie so right. the real question is what's going are they just going to have two worlds now but they're now so those will be the first cross cross contaminated characters from the looks of it it looks like it's going to be a different take it's going to be completely different it's, it's yeah, unrelated from cap 2 it's unrelated. You know, yeah. it's unrelated but that that was that was really awesome the one thing that they they screwed up on a little bit was why well, i mean they had they had to make a it with any of this stuff no matter what they do that deviates from the comic book which is quite a bit right they have to they have to wink at the nerds to they, let them know that to let them know that they know what's going on. So they had the thing about him saying, "Oh, that's weird. My mom." Yeah. Knew well, and then guy. they did it again later when she was like looking at the screen, like yeah, the mother, yeah, yeah. And but he's with the sister, but he's with the sister who looks like she's like ten years younger than him. Yeah, right. So Which doesn't make sense. He would he would know if the guy who could move metal was coming back and forth and producing more children with his mother, right? Yeah. Who knows? It's dumb. Anyway. He, uh, the, his stuff was awesome. And yeah, he was, yeah. He, he was a, he was a good cool. character. Um, he was he was funny. His the the stuff they did uh, in in that room and the stuff where he could move Magneto really. I don't know. All all that stuff was awesome. And that was that was really reminiscent of the Nightcrawler stuff in two. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like they have fun with one character that can do they something shouldn't, cool. Though. They shouldn't do that. Yeah. And the stuff, and there was awesome stuff in um, First Class also that they did with uh, that guy who was a Nightcrawler's father. In the comic. Yeah, but I don't think they no. worried about that in, no, the, in this didn't. series. But there was awesome stuff with him. Like any anyone who has any people who have cool powers, and they, I think they try to do that with the Blink character. Um, there was some. There's some portal references for sure. Yeah, there, there was <laughs> there, there was some, and that and there was some cool stuff with that. There was some very uh, inventive, thoughtful well, stuff. But it, for the most the, part, it's just like this person can do this, this person can do this, this yeah. person can do this. They throw Bishop in there. That's useless. Yeah, it was useless to throw Bishop in there at all. It was literally um, like except, except for except for I think they they since he's uh, the main person through like the entire '90s who was like the time traveling guy. Right, yeah. you know, maybe they felt like they had to. To, to appease some people, but it seems like their their choice of like who's going to be in what is like random. Like, what, why do why do you need Iceman there? Why does he need even even? Because they just had to have someone who's there, like who's yeah. concerned about people. who you remember, who's been there yeah. since the beginning, kind of thing. They wanted to do enough of those kind of like 
oh, we brought the same guy that played Colossus back. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, right. Like, like if I hadn't seen parts of First... Because First Class is enjoyable enough that, like, I'll flip by yeah. it on TV and I'll just stop and watch part of it. If I hadn't stopped and watched, like, a good portion of it here, like, a week ago, I wouldn't have known that right. that was Alex uh, Summers. Oh, right, was right. Havoc. And yeah, 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 right. yeah. No, I, yeah, I, reckon, I recognized him, yeah. I mean... But, but like, the, the fact that they're, like... There's so, there's so many guys, there's so many people they could choose to put in these movies, like characters right. that they could choose to put. And instead, That's they like part of the they use Toad for a second time, but it's a different Toad. I think it's just Toad. Maybe who knows? And then they they put uh they just and they put people that were like invented like five years ago, like Ink in it for like a second. Uh, ink? Yeah, the person with the tattoos. Oh who right, could, right, yeah. okay. Like stuff like that is just weird to me. Like, there's, there's so they're many trying to have their cake and eat it too. That, I think that's more honestly. I think that's more of a studio of a Fox problem than it is a Marvel problem in a weird way. Oh, of course, of, be, course, be, it's be, a, of course, it's a studio problem. Well, no, yeah. but I mean, like, the Marvel Studios seems to be better at dealing with their characters, like than than this than this other company that's got some of them. You know. Like, they're like, oh, well, uh, we want to appeal to the fans of old, and we want to appeal to the fans that are new, so we have to have, like, you know, I'm surprised X-23 didn't show up. I, yeah, right. I mean, like, Jesus. I don't understand how, I mean, Marvel, Marvel has to have something to say about it. Their name is on it. They're, they're, well, they're making money, you know. No, it's not just that. Their their name is on. It. They're pro- up there. They have. They, they have. No somebody, doubt, they would prefer to get those characters. They have. Back. They have people from their organization yeah. that are there. There are people helping That's the contract from the organization. That's part of it. But you'd think that they would be like, you know what? This is stupid. Like, why, yeah. don't, you, why don't you do this instead? They probably don't have the don't have the authority, or they have as much as they have. You it's know, it's just weird. It's their property. But it's not. They sold it. They got a contract. That's why. That's why they have to keep churning them out over that. Uh, it's Fox, right? I mean, but to the credit, if Fox hadn't bought, give, bought done X-Men first, they probably would have never been able to do their other things, so. Maybe. It is what it is. I mean, I, I just feel like they need to, I, and, and it's the same thing's happening with Warner and DC. I mean, they got, they, they got Nolan, and he did awesome Batman, but that doesn't mean everything has to be that way, and they're going down a really shitty path, I think, with Snyder and, and Superman, and now Batman and Superman. They're just going to force all the shit, shit in there. That Superman was relatively sucky. I don't understand why you would give a guy two more movies on based on different. It properties. made a lot of money. That's all that matters. That ultimately we can't argue with that. I'm not even being cynical because it's because it's straightforward. And this movie made a lot of money too. This movie I thought was pretty good. It won me back it hasn't in parts. Made, it hasn't made that much yet. It's made like 350 million worldwide so far. I thought, I thought it had like a pretty awesome opening for this. Time. It had a great opening. Yeah. The opening week was 90. Something. But then again, there was only eight people in the and theater then it on dropped, Friday. It here. dropped yeah. like crazy because it, it opened right before a couple other things. Yeah, I, I thought it was uh, like clearly they were like, okay, the first you know first class was the one. It's got the, the it's just got the performers that can do more stuff with it, like right. Fastbender and McAvoy and Lawrence. And, I mean, Jackman is Wolverine, so you're right, he is kind of just a conduit, but for those few moments he gets to do, you know, Wolverine-y things, it's, it's like, okay, he's been so good at it, that, like, that's great. I mean, I think we're a little, it feels light because the last movie, X-Men 6, if you will, was just all Wolverine, and so... <laughs> yeah, but you know I, what's funny about that is that I was just thinking about that. They movie. tried to connect that with the secret ending and it didn't make a lot of sense because it wouldn't have been in the future future. It would have just been like, you know what I mean? Like the time frame is still kind of screwball. Yeah, it is. Uh, but but in that movie, he's also just kind of there, like being moved around by people. Right. But, but it's but that's on but that's kind of funny. Like yeah. I look back at that. I look back at. I mean, I only watched that a few months ago. But like I look back at the Wolverine, and it's like a comedy to me because it's like 
this person who's like a, uh, a an unbreakable human pinball who people just keep like moving around for their own purposes and he's just like angry and stupid and yeah. like, oh. and, and, and it you know it always seems to work out in the end but like that but that's that's kind of a funny thing to me no um, of course they, they play, and there is a decent bit of humor there because he just gets pissed and then he just like you know and and then they figure out what kind of like terribly violent things they can do to him that he can recover from which is kind of which is I guess fun I guess that's, that's sort of that's way, what the thing. story is for people they like the idea you have to beat him down so that way he can get that much angrier and come back mm-hmm. that's ever since like I was at the health the famous Hellfire Club thing where he everyone gets taken out but him and it's that picture of him all beat up in the sewer being like they made a real mistake yeah. and if you remember the cartoon when the cartoon did a Mr. Sinister two-parter on the Savage Land everybody gets captured in the Savage Land except him mm-hmm. and you're just like well that's fine he's just gonna go in and kick everyone's ass yeah. right. <laughs> and even that Mark Millar comic about old man Logan it's like oh if he was made to think that they were all enemies he would kill all of them right. I mean it's a bit much I think Wolverine gets overblown we've talked about this before that he's super oversaturated in the comics and everything and that's too bad because it could be it's a great he's character great. he is great yeah but but he's less great when he's in everything and he's got to be five different types of character he can't be like a nice school teacher and a evil loner and a you know anti-hero this and and an avenger that's like dealing with things also it's just too much it doesn't work an agent of shield or whatever Maybe he's using Hermione's clock that allows him to be in multiple places. Right, so they at the used they used in three and then never reused when things got more dire. Even though it was like the almost ultimate. everything they used in every movie book once. and movie they used one time. Yeah, so they should have been. She could have easily that. explained something about like how with super certain spells you can only use them once or something. That would have been a fine cop out for that. As opposed to just being... So your problem with that is just that she didn't con- constantly use it through the whole series just to save every problem? No, my problem is that it was a broke... If you introduce a broken weapon so early in a story, then it's kind of like your drama kind of falters. It's easy writing stuff. We know this. Anyway, so they reset everything. Here come all the spoilers. And, and it was like, okay, so Gene's alive. And then and Scott's alive. And you knew from press releases whether people were talking to what's-his-name, Matt, you know, Marsden or whatever... And he's like, it's out of my hands, guys. It's like, you know, <laughs> are they going to bring you back? Because I think a lot of people were ultimately upset about it, especially the way his character's gone in the comics the way, now. The way his... He's become much more important in the yeah. last few years in the comics. He still sucks. Like, and nobody likes Cyclops. There's a good portion of people that actually do like that. You know, nobody, no, nobody likes Cyclops. Nobody likes Leonardo. Nobody likes Cyclops. <laughs> oh, it's all about Raph, Raph and Wolvie, huh? Yeah. All day, every day. And, but, uh... The way they, but the way they killed him off in three was Which just so. It was stupid. terrible. It was it off was screen. So dumb. It was off screen. Then you saw his his shades, and then you never saw him again. Yeah, he disappeared. Was, and he, he's what really not it? in the second movie at all either. He's just never really. They never got a chance to use him. They never tried to use him very well. Like you said, they just accepted that. You know. I mean, he's a. Stu- he, I mean, d- despite the fact that he's a sucky character, he's also a stupid character. Who cares? He can shoot laser beams out of his eyes who cares I don't know man that's a big deal to Apocalypse it's a it's a it's a power source it's this mysterious and Mr. Sinister who will have to be in the Apocalypse movie well, you're clearly unimpressed anyway so we and made Cable a, is his kid right an alternate timeline kid not alternate timeline it's actually the proper timeline uh, but it's but it's not Jean's it's it's the clone, the of, clone Jean, of Jean Madeline Pryor yeah because Jean was dead at the time after all, Scott Queen didn't know, stuff. so he just went around banging anyone who looked like Jean. She was a stewardess. He's like, you look like Jean. Uh, yeah, he married come her. Come on over here. All the traumas never end for those poor mutants. 
Um, uh-huh. <laughs> See what I gotta deal with? <laughs> this cat, man. Cat man do. Man, don't. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't know. It was all right. We saw it late. It was um, all right, but it didn't. You, you know, the one the one thing is, there are hard movies to do because because it, it's a team book. I mean, the best X Men stories I've read, and I don't even really like the Dark Phoenix story that much. I find it kind of it's kind of like four different stories. It was before comics had were written in like major arcs. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of plays as like three or four different mini arcs put together, and there's interesting stuff there, but I don't know. It's just maybe I'm just, I didn't care for it. But I felt like the best X Men stories are always when they do have a, t a, t a time to do it, and they are those crossovers, you know? But that's hard to pull off in like one movie. You almost have to write it as like a, almost like, I think X Men would almost be better as a TV series. Yeah, I think you're right. Because you could, you could do that single character episode like a Wolverine episode and then you can do like a longer arc that builds and then like the last four episodes of a season kind of resolve that storyline or lead into the next one I think I mean the cartoon was pretty decent in the 90s cartoon I never saw Evolution or whatever the uh, the the acting has been pretty good in these newer two um, I think we just have better performers yeah, well, that, and people are taking it more seriously because the movies make money. So it's like, I want to do good, and also, I, it's a good paycheck. You know? I think you had as good as uh, Patrick. St I still just to this day feel like they picked Patrick Stewart because he's he, bald. He looked like yeah Charles Xavier. Right. Like, he has a bit of gravitas too, though. So that kind of he does. But I just I just never really felt like he was. He just was always way too old for the role. So was. Um, They've never made Magneto look as old as McKellen even was in the first one, right? In the comics, and I love both of those actors. I think yeah, great. no, I agree with but you. But Fassbender and McAvoy are really good. I mean, they're, that, they're good actors. Yeah, they're good actors, and they're not Shakespearean actors. Uh, though I think McAvoy's done some stuff like that in the past, and who knows, maybe Fassbender. Everyone who's British has done right, of course, or Scottish or whatever. Um, but, but I think they're. I think those guys. They're they're very good actors. Though I noticed a few points, they had uh, Fassbender doing Magneto y stuff like on the train. That um, every once in a while, I'm I'm taken out of a movie when I'm watching people do something that that involves a lot of like like doing motions and poses. And I and I comic some, book I, magic poses. No, some, sometimes I I'm snapped out of the reality of the film by thinking. Man, they must have felt like an idiot doing that on a set in front of a bunch of crew. Right, yeah. Because they look, because it looks like, like it's still really right dumb that McAvoy has to put his hand, his hands to his head when he does his telepathy. But, he, but he's, but he's really good with his eyes. And Fassbender is really good at uh, conveying things without a lot going on in his face. But like they have him do a whole lot of Magneto-y hand yeah, motion right, stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it sometimes it just looks dumb. Oh well, yeah. And, and a couple of the shots, it was actually weird. There were a few shots in that movie where I think Brian Singer's and. It's not just chemicals and the, electricity. The issue is, I don't like people who have blasting powers, which I think I've explained many times. I don't right. like Jubilee. I don't care for Havoc. I don't. People with blasting powers are stupid. I don't like Gambit. Yeah. People who can charge things with energy. What energy? Where is it coming from? How are they... You know, that's just stupid. Yeah, right. These immense amounts of energy that, like, they're blasting things with and blowing things up with and shooting people with. The teleportation stuff is, is good. Healing power stuff is good. People can fly and control the weather is mostly stupid. Magneto, uh, they, they fluctuate between... I, I like his powers. His powers are awesome. But sometimes they make him 
by far the most powerful thing on the face of uh, in in the entire universe, where Pretty he can like yeah. move a planet if he wants to, if it's, oh if it's got an oh iron level, yeah, an iron core or whatever, you know. And and so he can do things like that, and then other times it's like, ah oh, man, they got me in this in this plastic cage. I, God, I wish yeah. I could do something about There's it. There's a paperclip yeah. like. Like a hundred yeah, yeah, yards yeah. away, probably. But if he can do all that stuff, if he could, if he could lift um, a, a seven hundred million ton baseball stadium, how come he couldn't move some stuff like well beyond where he's trapped under the Pentagon? Or yeah, exactly. Like I said, just a paperclip. You know? Oh gosh, it's yeah, pretty. Like, it's, it, 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 that problem that happens in superhero comics all the time, and I think that's where the good writers of comics will find something about the powers of the characters. That hasn't been explored necessarily, and that's what makes the characters interesting now. Is like, oh well, let's deal with somebody that has this power, and how would that actually work in a real way? Or just you, you don't necessarily depower them, but you you add some realism to the power. I mean, Bruce Timm's always said that about uh, when they finally had the Superman, not had to do when they did the Superman cartoons. It's like, you know, one of the commentaries, you know, like a, a transformer is crashing around him, he's holding it up, and he's like, see, we decided not to do the Superman that can like move a planet. That's, that's shocking the shit out of him right now. Like, that hurts. Mm. But he can deal with it. So it's like a Superman that's... Of some multiple of how, how powerful a human would be. Or right. Right. And I feel like the Superman thing is still really tricky because if you treat him like a solar cell, then I guess when he's in outer space fighting, you know... What dark seed and stuff? That's what. That's why. And like, I, he's got a little left over, yeah. but he's not on Earth where he's powered by that's the other. That's why I sun. like. I like. I don't like long arcs. I don't like the connect the connectedness. Of I think things. DC doesn't do it as well as Marvel. I agree, I agree with that, but I don't like the way Marvel does either because they still have the thing where they'll kill people off and bring them back and, and do oh, stuff like course, that yeah. over the course of years and years and years. All these things have happened, and Except eventually, he, eventually, it becomes irrelevant. Yeah. And so my my point is, they should just with with all these franchises, the best thing they can ever do is. You you give people miniseries to do. Yeah, like the stuff that Frank Miller has done with certain characters was great because you're taking you're taking archetypes. We already know their stories. We know yeah. their origins. The stuff he did, like like uh, Dark Knight Returns, for instance. Absolutely. The stuff with Superman in that is awesome. Because oh yeah. Superman is unstoppable. Yeah. But they he just plays with that. Yeah. Superman's unstoppable. Well, Batman's a, a, a wily bastard who's like really <laughs> evil at heart and like can do, and and can, knows how to stop him. I embarrass them. Or trick him or whatever. I embarrass yeah. them. Uh, you know, that's that stuff's awesome. Like you 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 let let these people play with archetypes and why does it matter if there's like one universe and then you have alternate universes? DC like doesn't like do it just, as well, and there's historical reasons for that, and they've become they just their reboot didn't help and they've just done stupid shit. Like they did this big crossover called Trinity whatever, mm -hmm. Trinity War, you know what it does? It ends with like a lead into another even bigger crossover that doesn't have any resolution unto itself. So it's literally like a bait and switch, and I was super indignant about that. Not that I'm a big DC guy, mainly just want to read Batman, but if they're doing this thing where to try to connect it, they fucking shit the bed with their reboot in so many ways. I'd be fine with, and I think Marvel to a degree sort of does this, but not really, because they just do new number ones every two weeks anyway for right. everything, which is just stupid. What they should do is, like you said, you go to creators, you give them essentially a miniseries concept, yeah. but you say, how about this? 
we, we want one universe. Why don't you guys all get together, figure out what you want to do with these characters, figure out how you'd like to work them together, and let's come up with like a five-year plan. And then mm-hmm. let's do a hard fucking reboot every five years on, on right. our whole line. Yeah, that's, and, and that's fine. That'd that's be fine. great. You know, give give uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo Batman and say, here's, you know, do your stories and we'll we'll make it all work with our stories and whatever else. And, and it, it, he can do his definitive take on you know year one or whatever right and it doesn't have to be informed by miller's take and miller's take can still exist you know i mean that's how it is now i mean that's what snyder's even said he's like year one is a masterpiece i'm doing zero year and i mean it's my own thing and i'm very proud of it (laughs) and i've waited almost a year i haven't read any batman batman in almost a year it's going to start pretty soon because the final episode comes out i've heard it's been really good but everything he's written for batman has been good I mean, it's just, it's awesome, but that's a different podcast. Wait, the final episode of what? The final issue of, uh... Oh, an issue. You said episode, zero I thought there was... Well, I mean, man, they're interchangeable now. They Are talk you psyched about, about that Gotham show? I, I saw one trailer. You like Arrow. Dumb. Arrow's supposed to be really good. There now. are parts of Arrow that are good. It's, Supposedly, right now, it's really good. Uh, well, like, I, did, it, I like just this, finished the second season. You did, okay. A lot of stuff happened in it, but... People were psyched about the end of the second season for whatever reason. I don't know. I think I mean they they showed the the Flash trailer and it has like it's like a little bit of humor and it just seems kind of dumb but that's sort of how the Flash is supposed to be so I don't know um, I've never been a big Flash guy for Gotham there are parts of that that could be really cool I I don't know that Ben McKenzie is the most compelling idea for Gordon as an I, they've got uh, a few other actors in there that might be good. But the idea of trying to like throw the penguin and Joker and yeah. Selena Kyle—that's the thing that I, I never liked about. Stupid. That the reason why I never want to watch Smallville is because all you're doing every time you in, basically introduce every character he's going to ever meet yeah. in a series of a show just means that like it's meaningless when they actually meet in the future because you'd think that like it, it, that that creates some sort of reality where like haven't I seen all of you? Yeah, before? yeah, yeah. Haven't I seen? Yeah. Didn't I meet you like didn't five we, years no, ago? Didn't we? No, it's, um, I don't know. I've heard, somebody said they saw a trailer for it and it was like really good. And the trailer I saw was not good. Mm-hmm. It was just not great. It wasn't compelling. It wasn't interesting. Uh, I can see how they could do interesting stuff with that. But the problem is they say they're going to follow it. It's going to go from Bruce's like, you know, parents are killed till he becomes Batman. But it's set in Gotham and everything. And I mean, you don't have to go to the Himalayas, but like Batman has to go become Batman at some point. No, I'd be very interested, and we've talked about this before, and like the idea of like an anime, not necessarily an anime, but like a something, a series that would be that story. That would be like that he throws the wallet in the in the fire pit at the end at, the, at that part, and Batman right. begins, and then it goes off, and it becomes those. Yeah, it would be becomes inter- like it would like be like a, it would be kind of like uh, the incredible Bruce Wayne traveling around the world. It'd be kind it'd be of like the Incredible Hulk, Hulk yeah. because yeah. he'd he'd go into a new yeah. town and he'd help you know Zatanna and her dad with learning. learning that, that would be a cool learning idea for a show because he stuff. could meet a lot of people around that way. The, the issue would be that he's he's just Bruce Wayne and he's not he hasn't Batman yet. Right, so, but that's the like, issue for all this stuff. That's the issue for Smallville. I mean, and the issue for Gotham is going to be. I mean, if they borrow from GCPD, which they're probably going to in name only say they will, then then there might be some good stuff there. But I just, I don't know. I'll, I'll check it out, uh, but I don't know. I'm not optimistic. I'm not as optimistic about much, except I am kind of really wanting to root for Guardians of the Galaxy because it just looks like it's not trying to be anything yeah, else. It's like, different. it's like, hey, the Dark Knight was dark and gritty and muted color uh, palette. We're colorful and... 
fucking stupid. And I heard Edgar Wright is off of Ant Man. Yeah, I heard that, and I'm super. I'm like, well, that. I was just thinking about that movie and Edgar Wright and being like, that could be a fun one. To I be saw here too. Some, somebody tweeted. I forget which one. Somebody tweeted that they said ever since they heard that, um, they've been hoping that Werner Herzog will take over. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was awesome. That was that like, could be, that was well, like, you, I can't get this out of my head. And someone else was like, I would absolutely want to see that movie more than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty out there. Um, I mean, you could start having fantasy casting for directors and that, you know, I mean, it could be who knows what, but, uh, I don't know. He could be in it as the his character with uh, one eye who bit his fingers off from Reacher. That would be good. He's like, you know, I, I, I do anything to survive. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. To cut to the chase, uh, X-Men 7, X-Men Days of Future Past, I'd probably have to give it like a s- strong 3.5 out of 5. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm going to give it a 2.5, I think. You're going to give it a 2.5? Yeah. So you really didn't like it that much at all. Yeah. Out of 5? Yeah. That's half. That's yeah. not that great. I could give or take it. Yeah. I, I don't even I don't even want to give it a 3, really, because that would... I, I There was not... There was... Outside of that Quicksilver thing, there yeah. wasn't much that I really enjoyed about it. Oh, really, yeah. I don't know. I mean... Fuck. I think I want to root for this... The, 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 these X-Men movies more than... And then they're kind of always a little disappointing. Grade with your heart. Yeah. Well, what did what did your mother teach you? Grade yeah, with your heart. That's true. Grade films with your heart. Right. Well, yeah. Then my first first take would be probably more like. I'd rather see uh, Maximum Conviction two and Force of Execution two. <laughs> the next the next X Men. No, I, I'll see. I'll I'll be interested in the next X Men. I just I just I think I had high hopes for this after. Um, I did for a bit, but I was one. kind of And I had, I made the mistake, I, I don't even read reviews of things anymore, and I happened to see one somewhere, and, and it you was like, like, just like you don't even have like, to read it, you just see the letter grade, and you're like, oh. It wasn't even that, it was like, like this, it definitely jumps back and forth between times, and does things that are like intricate and involved, and like fast, it seems like things would be confusing. There was nothing like that in there. There's a little there was bit nothing, of that no, there was nothing like that in there. Where it was like, and the stuff that was in the future was people sitting in a room. People sitting, Mostly, all the yeah. stuff. When every time I kept cutting the future, and they're in wherever they are in the Himalayas or whatever, it was just people sitting in a room with Mostly. some stained glass windows. Yeah, it was yeah. just people sitting in a room. I cut back to them; it was just them sitting. They don't do anything until the very end. Yeah. It was. Uh, it wasn't that great, and I, I think, yeah, honestly, I you would... could just give it a three point five, though. Yeah. You can't take that back. I'm not sure. Let I haven't rated known. anything in such a long time. Uh, your, rating, uh, your rating radar is, is it's rusty? It's completely rusted. Radar? R-A-T-A-R? It's, it got stuck in, in like a... Because I've most, I haven't gone to see a movie completely cold. I've mostly watched stuff that like I knew I was going to like. or I uh, I kind of think I liked Reacher more than this. Reacher was enjoyable, actually. Yeah, I liked Reacher. Yeah, I think I'm going to go watch Reacher. What about Edge of Tomorrow? Are you looking forward to that? Oh, that looks so bad. Every, everything with Tom Cruise was, was awful now. Why are, they, why are they putting him in these kind of movies? He's named Jack in this movie? He has to be named Jack in this movie. He's named Jack He's named Jack in every movie that he's been in since A Few Good Men, I think. Including the Mission Impossible movies. Is his name Jack in those? It's Ethan. But they call him Jack quite a bit, don't they? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think they call him Ethan. Uh, I think he was just called Jack in two movies in a row. That's all it was. No, but but he's been Jack in more than two movies. He was, in, he was in Jack in Oblivion. He was Jack in Jack Reacher. What else was he in Jack in recently? He was was, was not he Jack recently. in War in the Worlds. He was Jack in uh, Legend. Back in the day, I know that's not recently, but 
Oh, he was in Legend. Yeah. And what was his name in uh, Minority Report? It wasn't Jack. There's no way it was Jack. Nobody's named Jack. <laughs> We've had this Nobody's named Jack before. in real life. Actually, that's not true. Uh, uh, a girl that I worked with uh, and her boyfriend has had a kid named Jack. Well, they named the kid Jack. People name their kids all kinds of shit now, though. Yeah, but naming someone Jack it's is not something that bad. that's acceptable. Yeah. That's yeah, what you acceptable. should be naming yeah. your kids. But nobody ever did, which is why it's stupid that every movie named everyone Jack. A lot of that was Jack Nicholson's fault because in half of his movies, he was also called Jack just right. to save things, yeah, just it to save makes time. makes it easy for him. And I was talking to someone about this. I'm sure I've talked about this with you. In the movie, in the 1989 movie Batman, mm -hmm. literally seven characters are named Jack or are Jack in real life. In 1989, Batman? Yeah. Well, there's Jack Napier. That's his Jack character. Jack Napier. Jack Nicholson. Jack Palance. I think that guy's name was Jack. Jack Wayne. Jack Man. <laughs> Jack Wayne? What do you mean? No, Everyone's named Jack. Wayne. Everyone's Thomas named Jack. Wayne. That was the confusing part. Thomas Wayne. Okay. So, yeah. No, I... Jack Basinger. I, you're right. I'm, I'm actually pretty... I was pretty fucking... I just found it kind of tedious. To be honest, yeah, you, I mean, you want to give a three point five one. I, I don't know. I mean, you, I mean, it's not you're talking me out of it. I think, I think no, I was feeling optimistic it. talking about comic book movies, and uh -huh. you backpedal all you want. You give it a bad grade. I'm I'm flip flopping on this. I'm gonna give it a bad grade because it's not that great. Yeah. All right, I gotta go. But in closing, in closing, in closing uh, Heat. I'm gonna give Heat a one out of five. Go for it. Uh, man. And uh, I want to I want to keep Inception with the same grade I gave it before. Okay. But I don't remember what it was, but I'll keep it. I think it was a probably a four. Four. A four. That sounds right. Are you done with Inception then? No.